It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtcast. Cole Petum here. As always, and it's been roughly almost a month since we've had an opposition match preview. I believe the last one was for the FA Cup fixture against United, which feels like it was more like in 2018 versus 2022. But nonetheless, Villa, of course, are in action this Wednesday evening, 8 p.m. kickoff at Villa Park. So nice to hopefully see the lads out with a victory, but nonetheless, just nice to see Villa in action again and to get over that annoying international football that I like for about a day and then it gets kind of old and stale and you want club football back but anyways of course it's not just me here to chat by myself because again who wants to hear that we do have Darren from LS11 which is a Leeds United uh, media content a website team I guess whatever you want to call yourselves but anyways Darren how's it going for you yeah it's good I'm not sure what we'd call ourselves nowadays but yeah it's like, yeah, we do it all. <laughs> yeah. Bit of everything, really, Cole. I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah, no, I was just looking up to write down a name to make sure that I'm describing you right. And I looked and you describe your guy, your team with so many different descriptions. I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll roll it all there into one and see what the best <laughs> way to describe it is. But uh, Leeds United, let's let's start there. What's going on this season? It's been uh, It's been an interesting one, not only for Leeds fans, but for any neutral fans as well to follow along. Yeah, it's never boring, is it, really? Um, certainly, I mean, I've covered Leeds now for mm, best part of about 15 years, and I, it's it's probably one of the best, certainly is it from a journalist's point of view, it's, it's one of the best uh, teams to cover because th- there's never really a dull moment. Uh, um, last season, I think everybody was, you know, maybe a bit surprised how good Leeds were in the Premier League with the, the team they brought up. They didn't really spend vast amounts of money um they did pick uh, by a couple of players that you know really did uh sort of like show to be fantastic players like Rafinha but um on the whole it was a bit of a, a surprise package last season and then going into this season I think you know Leeds fans probably had a a, a lot of hope maybe going into this season the way they finished last season in, you know, very safe, uh, you know, lo and behold, um, the the second season syndrome, I think, uh, after being away from the Premier League for 16 years, has, has hit Leeds United uh, squarely on the chin. And I think this season has been um, a bit of a, an eye-opener. Um, now, there's, there's a lot of reasons for that, I think that a lot of Leeds fans will tell you um, there, there's a lot of Leeds fans that are, you know, uh, still very much behind Marcelo Bielsa. There's a lot of Leeds fans that are very much against Marcelo Bielsa now because of maybe a sort of like transfer policy. He's always liked a, a very thin squad. Um, he's never really wanted a, you know, a big squad like a Man City or a, a you know a Chelsea or something where you can have like you know, almost two Premier League teams in there. He's always liked quite a thin squad, but I think that has 
certainly over the first few months of the season has uh, has begun to show the uh, maybe some of the the big gaps that Leeds United have got in their squad um, because we've had so many injuries and I know it's, it's you know it's, it shouldn't be an excuse injuries but then when so many key players are out with injury for such a long period of time um I mean point one point in case with let's you know talk about Patrick Bamford because I think a lot of Leeds fans, when he joined Leeds United, were a little bit underwhelmed um, because he's never really done it anywhere he's been. Um, and then, lo and behold, that first season in the Premier League, my God, he got into the England squad. He was he was absolutely fantastic. So it was it was really really pleasing to see. And then he gets injured uh, at the beginning of the season and has pretty much been out all season, apart from coming back, scoring a goal, and then injuring his hamstring when he celebrated. And you, you're just sort of like that. That that on its own tells the story of all of Leeds United's season, I think, because they've just had key injuries to pretty much every one of their uh, big players. Really, Rodrigo's not really been playing well. Um, Calvin Phillips is a massive loss. If Calvin Phillips is out, Leeds play slightly, you know, differently. They they play much better when Calvin's in the team. Captain Liam Cooper's been out for quite a long time. Adam Forshaw's come back, but he's been out for a few weeks and he's been like a bit of a revelation. Um, we've had Robin Cock uh, out most of the most of the season. He's just sort of come back now. Urente's been sort of in and out with, with injuries. Um, and then yeah, they've just not really had a striker, uh, which has been a, a massive problem. They've been creating, and you look at, if you're a big fan of sort of like XG and that sort of thing, they're creating opportunities, but they're not, knocking it in the net, which invariably is what wins your matches, <laughs> I think. So, look, I think uh, I've, 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 I've talked a lot there, but it's basically <laughs> a very frustrating season, I think, for, for Leeds United. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, it's a weird one, too, because you guys are 15th on 22 points and Villa are, I believe, 11th on 26. It's just it's so tight right now. And it's interesting because I, I don't consider either team really threatened to go down even though relatively i guess it's not improbable at this point but um where do you sit with marcel bielsa i mean he's no spring chicken anymore and i i just see every time in the news every season he signs a one-year kind of contract extension deal is there still confidence in him for one to continue with the job and do you think i guess I wouldn't say long-term because I don't really even know what long-term and professional football is anymore, but do you see him at Leeds United much longer? I'm not sure if I do because Marcelo Bielsa will do whatever Marcelo Bielsa wants to do. Uh, And that's the reason why I think he only really signs on for a year um, because that's all he'll ever really sign on for. Um, I think if they can get another year out of him, that will be an absolute bonus because you know, his social media is a, a, a cruel mistress, uh, yeah. and certainly for Leeds United, uh, it can be. It's, it's a toxic place, and and you you see sort of the keyboard warriors, Bielsa out, Bielsa this, Bielsa out, and you're like, these people have got very short memories of uh, what it was like before Marcelo Bielsa, and what he has actually done for the for this club. Um, so I th- I think if they can get another year out of him, brilliant. I think just, you know, snap his hand off, really. Um, because uh, he's, he, you know, they've everybody sort of bangs on Bielsa's God. Um, in Bielsa, we trust. And I, th- I think they should, you know. It's sort of, 
yeah, this transfer policy probably has caused a bit of friction, but, you know, it's January transfer window. No one's ever really happy in a January transfer window. Villa fans are probably quite happy, um, <laughs> uh, you know. But then you look at Newcastle, have got, like, all these pots of money. And, yeah, you sort of think, well, yeah, Trippier was a good a good signing, but Chris Wood, really? Right, that that's, that's going to make you happy, Chris Wood? Um, so... Yeah, maybe if they'd done a bit of business, fans would probably be a little bit quieter. Um, but I think, yeah, there's there's murmurings and unhappiness. But I think at the end of the day, what he's done for this club over the last few years he's been here has been the best this club has ever been in like 15, 16 years. So I just sort of think, you know, whatever he wants to do, he can, <laughs> he can have the key to the city, I think, really. Yeah, for sure. Like, I kind of look at Marcelo Biel's time at Leeds similar um, in terms of Dean Smith's at Villa. Of course, he's not naturally a Leeds United fan, but in the sense that you go through this ride through promotion with the manager, they keep you up and you kind of have that hope and prospect of going even further and seeing kind of how far they can take you. And I feel like, I mean, it's like anything in life, but especially modern day football, you feel like you just have to enjoy the ride for a while you can because you never really know uh, what's around the corner. And I think both of us supporting our teams, we know what could be around the corner um, at any given time. We've seen the downs, of course, um, and hopefully there's more ups than downs for the foreseeable. But you did mention uh, this player earlier, and I'm always interested to hear Leeds fans' opinions on him, basically, because... I don't know how many times I saw him linked with West Ham and it feels like every other football club under the sun. Rafinha, what, what's the thought process with him for the rest of the season and kind of going um, into the summer? Do you think he has a future at Leeds beyond this season? That's a, it's an interesting one that, because uh, I think when you look at what the price that Leeds played, uh, paid Lille for him, which was what? 17, 18 million, something like that. What a bargain. <laughs> it looks right now. And you see him in like playing for Brazil and he has just been on fire. Um, and he's been, you know, when he's on it, he's, you know, he's absolute world class. There's, there's no doubt about that. So it's unsurprising that all of these other big, uh, teams, uh, and I'm not including West Ham in that because they're not a big team. Um, but, but when you look at like, the Man Cities are sniffing around Liverpool, Manchester United, when you're getting those sort of Premier League teams sniffing around a player, it's going to turn his head, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, to be honest with you, I was pleased and surprised maybe that he was still here in the second season because I thought maybe he may have gone somewhere in the summer. So, but I think that shows this character of him that he maybe appreciates what Leeds United have done for him. Um, so I think, I think you know, he's he's a massively important player for the rest of this season for Leeds. Whether or not they keep, keep him during the summer, I think it, it depends on if someone comes in and offers Grealish amounts of money, uh, you, you can't, it's going to be very difficult to turn that down. Um, you know, there, there's, you know, I think he's only on maybe like a, like a, maybe a three or four year deal, um, with Leeds, so I think I think it would be difficult then um, for a player to sort of like decide whether he's going to stay or not. But yeah, you know, I think the, the longer he stays, the better uh, because he is uh, he has been a bit of a revelation for a player that again, and this is what Bielsa does that no one had ever heard of before. And this is probably down to Victor Orta as well, the director of football. You know, he's brought players in that no one really has ever 
heard of and, and quite a lot of the time Bielsa's turned them into, you know, fantastic players. So, um, yeah, uh, long may he stay, but I, I do fear that probably he might go somewhere in the summer. Yeah, he's kind of a funny one because I, I remember um, kind of the social media stir around him with a lot of uh, neutral or opposition fans kind of questioning this move. And, of course, the proof is now in the pudding. And I, I feel like, again, um, similar to the circumstances with Jack Grealish, of course, which every Villa fan of this parish is uh, very familiar with that scenario. And I feel like it's mentioned on every podcast still. Uh, maybe that'll have stop one day. But regardless, it's one of those players that I feel like is so much more valuable to the team he's at right now, maybe compared to his price. So the market values, of course, is going to be overinflated. So you know what? If he does go, I hope you guys get millions and millions more than ever even possible, really, because... Again, it's nice to see uh, teams kind of benefit from that again, but it all depends how it's, uh, I guess, reinvested in the future. And uh, Villa are one side, and I could probably list under 10 sides. Uh, I guess you could throw spurs with the Gareth Bale money way back in the day with how you spend that wisely or if you don't. But regardless of that, going into the rest of the season for Leeds, like I've said, you guys are 15th. What are the expectations? I think survival. I think uh, realistically, at the beginning of the season, as I sort of said earlier, there may have been some loftier expectations. But then when uh, it was getting a bit tough with injuries and, you know, we're sort of 15th. uh, But there was a a really difficult run of games over the festive period. And maybe COVID had a little play in those. And obviously Villa was one of the games that sort of like had to dip out early part of this year. Um, but uh, there was a really difficult run of games uh, that uh, uh, Leeds came out of it not as bad as they sort of like thought they would be. Um, so uh, they weren't too bad. And then these last three games, you look at it and you sort of think, well, we probably would have thought we'd have lost against West Ham um, and then maybe uh, had a good go against Burnley and most probably a one against Newcastle, and none of that happened. So, But they still came out with a, a you know, the, the Newcastle was a, probably the most disappointing because they, you know, I think some some fans were calling them like low-hanging fruit at the time. So you're sort of thinking, well, you know, be careful because, you know, they, they may just turn it around. Um, but I, th- I think realistically right now, most Leeds fans will just be happy to finish 17th, uh, stick around for another another season, do some sort of rebuilding in the summer, um, bring in some sort of uh, uh, some, some players in the summer and, you know, have another good crack at it uh, next year. Because, but like you say earlier, you know, it's so tight, you know, and like, you know, Villa in 11th on 26th. I mean, um, probably ninth, which is Brighton, who are on 30. Um, you know, even that doesn't seem too far away, really. You mm-hmm. get a cut, you put a little run together. It's probably the same in every league, but you put a little run together of two or three r- wins. Suddenly, you're completely out of any sort of relegation dogfight, and you know you're sort of like quite calm and mid-table. So you know it's definitely possible. Um, I think there's there's worse teams than Leeds in that bottom half of the table. So you know, I think. You know, if you look at that bottom three at the moment, Burnley, Watford, Newcastle, I think probably Newcastle might be able to sort of like turn it around. I can't see Everton being down that neck of the woods for too long, despite having Frank Lampard there. <laughs> um, uh, and Norwich, 
Yeah, I can't see Norwich doing it. I would I would imagine Norwich, Watford and Burnley are the ones going to go down. So I think if um, if Leeds can stick around for another season, I think that'll be uh, uh, a sigh of relief from the uh, from the uh, from from Yorkshire. Oh, for sure. And yeah, like you said about this season, I mean, I think about last season and I mean, I mean, I think we knew Sheffield United were basically down after the first month <laughs> with how they played. And then really from there on, it was um, really, it was kind of obvious who was going to um, kind of hit the drop at that point. Uh, Fulham and West Brom just were never really up the, to scratch and they, they, they really just kind of flattered to deceive at times. And it was pretty obvious even halfway through the season, what was going to happen. Um, and I think there was even a stat when I even think of Villa, I think we finished on like 50 points and typically that would have got you into like the top eight or something like that on an, a normal season. So I guess to look back at that quickly and in a pandemic season, it definitely wasn't normal. So oh, oh so fitting is that. Um, and I guess we're back to the normality of a very um, tight league, which is good to see. It's always good to see a little bit of competition, a little bit of uh, uh, differentiation and not just to know what's going to happen basically at this point in February. But uh, nonetheless, Darren, uh, to switch to kind of the mindset going into Wednesday, where do you sit at it? And to, uh, I guess, any Leeds fans that you talk to on the regular, where do they sit at it? Well, I think um, they'll go in as ever pretty positive, uh, only for the fact that it's been, it just seems like, you know, 16 years since we've actually played a game of football for Leeds United. Um, and where it's on the Wednesday and we're having to wait sort of like three days after the weekend as well as this last two weeks, it just seems they'll, and, and I think they'll be, uh, an away game is not a bad one to to, get, to start off with, uh, you know, after that loss against Newcastle at home where there was a lot of expectation and, you know, it was, you know, bitterly disappointing. But I think, you know, after you've sort of like been away for a couple of weeks and then you sort of like look at those last three games finishing with that Newcastle, you think, well, actually, they didn't do too bad. Um, it was disappointing against Newcastle. A little bit of a rest, some players probably coming back from a bit of injury. It looks like Calvin Phillips is back training again, so that's really, really good. He probably won't be available for uh, for Wednesday, I'm sure, but most probably Adam Forshaw would be back. So I think there's there's a little bit in there that you sort of think, okay, well, maybe it wasn't a bad time to have a little international break and just, you know, take a breath. Um, get some people fit again, um, ready for um, ready for Wednesday. So I think I think they'll go in pretty positive uh, into it. Leeds always travel very very well. Certainly the the fans travel in quite vast numbers. You can you know I, know, I see lots of friends never been able to get away tickets because there's just such a demand uh, for for away tickets for Leeds fans. Um, so I think you know they'll travel in full voice and. Uh, yeah, could be could be quite feisty, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like these games between either side are really unpredictable, of course. Looking at the two last season, we were, um, we were very much in shock and awe and annoyed that we didn't get to five wins on the bounce. Instead, we got four, which still unexpected at that point. And then, of course, the reverse fixture, um, which I believe now thinking about it, back to it, was 1-0 through Onwar Ghazi in the first opening minutes. And it was basically hold on to your seat from then. So it'll be interesting to see because I believe actually we play Leeds again here within the next 
month or so. So a couple of tight fixtures. And I always find it humorous, the fact that we've played every other team um, aside from, I think, Burnley and Leeds now at least once. So um, I'm expecting a few quick clashes in regards to both of those. But uh, anyways, Darren, before we wrap things up, could I get your score prediction, please? Yeah, I'm invariably crap at these things, uh, Cole. <laughs> uh, so that's why I never really uh, go for a, a great score prediction. And uh, uh, people always say on, on the podcast that I do, um, with Ryan and Ben. Um, Ben's an ex Leeds United footballer, uh, and he's always very serious and always, you know, takes score prediction very seriously. So does Ryan. Um, whereas I don't, uh, I'm going to go a draw and I'm going to go 10 all. Well, there you go. There's some, uh, don't really know how to respond that, to that, to be honest, <laughs> uh, even though that's the score prediction you gave when we uh, did the preview pod on yours, of course. But uh, yep. nonetheless, it'll, it would be entertaining and infuriating on one. And I feel like that's modern day football at its finest anyway. So Definitely. hopefully it's an enjoyable game. But uh, if anyone wants to go over and look and listen to your work, where can they find you? Yeah, if you do a little search on Twitter, we're at LS11LUFC, or if you just type into Apple or Spotify LS11, uh, you'll find us there. Brilliant. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Darren. It's always great to chat with you. Hopefully an entertaining, I guess you could say, uh, fixture on Wednesday with a a hint of positivity on the Villa way. I have to be um, honest and a little bit biased on this podcast because I am that parish. But uh, nonetheless, thanks again for coming on. And uh, to the Villa listeners, of course, or any other opposition or neutral, of course, you can tweet the team at 7500 to Holt on Twitter. Email the podcast, HoltCast at gmail.com. We should be back, um, I would assume, Thursday morning, bright and early for a match reaction podcast. But nonetheless, we'll leave it till then. And don't forget uh, the villa. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 